0: Welcome back to The Potter's House, the podcast where we discuss how biblical topics, church life, and current events impact our everyday lives. My name is Marcus Ionescu, and I'm your host. And today, I want to say a very happy new year. I'm super excited to be back with you guys. I hope you had a wonderful time wherever you were, whether it was Arizona with the group or with your families back at home or visiting other family members, uh, wherever it may be. I hope you guys had a blessed time. And I am super stoked. I am super excited to be back. Uh, We got a lot planned for the rest of this year, and uh, we just truly see God working through this ministry. So I am super, super excited. I'm super grateful for all of you guys. So today I'm joined by four very special guests, and there are four returning guests. And we have uh, Andrew Valian, Danny Valian, Philip Jankic, and Benji Beoka. Guys, how's it going?
1: Good to be on, man.
0: Hello. I'm
2: Marcus. Thank you for having us.
0: I'm glad to have you guys. It's... uh, Obviously, we're going to talk about uh, you know the proceedings of what happened all you know, these last couple of weeks, and uh, I know a lot of people want to hear about it. A lot of people were there. A lot of people were encouraged. We're going to hear a couple of uh, testimonies uh, from people who were uh, over there. But uh, before we jump into the episode, before we talk about the uh, Make Jesus Known gathering in Arizona, uh, I do have a couple of announcements. As you guys know, uh, for all uh, updates and uh, any news, you can follow us on our Instagram at the Potter's House. Um, recently I was conversing with our friends at the, um, faith recalibration podcast. They were talking about how they got people involved. So I decided to do the same thing. I started, I decided to hire myself a free, Social media manager, aka my sister Larissa. So, thank you, Larissa, for taking that opportunity. I worded it in such a way I said, uh, How would you feel about joining a new ministry? You know, so that's aka free labor. But uh, it's great to have someone help out. I'm not very social media savvy. I don't really have much time for it, but we're going to have a lot of brand new things on the Instagram account. So, please follow, please share, and please stay tuned. Um, obviously, you can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes. Um, if you have an iPhone, please scroll to that purple podcast. Uh, the Purple icon, the podcast app where it's Apple Podcast. Scroll down, tap the stars. Um, every review really helps with the exposure of the podcast. And I would really appreciate it if you guys did that. So if you can tap the stars, that'd be great. Also, if you leave a written review, uh, I'd really appreciate that as well. And I will read it on live on, on the air. And I have one from back in December, but uh, it was written after I recorded my last episode. So I'm going to read it right now. And it's uh, from slana 2012 uh with the subject line saying great listen and uh this person says i'm assuming it's a woman uh she says i have enjoyed listening to this podcast while putting the little ones down washing dishes or folding laundry the topics are always relevant and driven by biblical content thank you for the work you do to put this together well thank you slana 2012 for that encouraging review um it just goes to show that if you're a mother out there this is the podcast for you I'm just kidding. That didn't mean like that. But, you know, I really appreciate that. I just get a whole, like, a wide variety of audience members and how um, they just make the time to listen. So, I'm really grateful for all of you guys, and thank you so much for that. So, please leave a review. Please tap the stars. It'll really help out with the podcast. So, now, without further ado, we're going to jump back to the conversation with these guys. Um, So, two weeks ago, we were in Arizona. Two weeks ago, there was a lot of things going around. I barely saw you guys. Um which was a good thing. That means you guys were busy. And uh, I want to talk about that. I want to start off the year talking about how we started the year. And uh, first, I kind of want to start with a personal um, highlight. Now, typically with the guest, I asked you you know, to introduce yourselves. I'm not going to do that this time because you guys were all on my podcast previously. So um, if you guys want to listen to their previous episodes, please do. Uh, Andrew with Discipleship, uh, one of the greatest hits. Uh, Philip with Secular Media, also one of the greatest hits. Danny talking about the Seattle Recap, one of the greatest hits. And then uh, Benji about um, the whole Make Jesus Known gathering, how it started. Um, Also one of the greatest hits. So it goes to show that you guys really draw in a lot of listeners. So that's that's great. And I'll assure you that's not the only reason I have you guys on for (laughs) the start of the year. But um, to get things started off, I want to ask each and every one of you, uh, starting with Andrew, Andrew. What was one highlight that you had? One thing that really stuck to you that really resonated with you from uh, the weekend that we had in Arizona a couple of weeks ago.
2: Yeah, Marcus, thank you for having us. Um, One thing that marked me the most was just seeing specifically our younger youth worshiping the Lord um, and actually wanting to worship the Lord. Something that I noticed during the gathering and many people actually told, told us about it because we didn't see it ourselves was that youth, wanted to be inside. Uh, Many times you go to events, people are conversating outside. um, And this time we had people inside worshiping and praising the Lord, the entirety of the event. Um, And this isn't to boast about anything we're doing it's to boast in the name of our father, that he is working in the hearts of our youth. um, And he is the only one that could transform them. So something that spoke to me or impacted me the most was seeing youth actually want to worship the Lord and spend time in his presence.
0: Yeah, that's amazing, and uh, that's interesting. I didn't really think of that, but it's it's one hundred percent true. I mean, we had a packed house opening night. And that's not what the people weren't even there, all there yet. So, uh, you know, we had to, we really pushed the limits of the, you know, capacity of that building. And it was, it was awesome to see that people really prioritized coming to the service, being there, being in the presence of God, uh, you know, being in fellowship with one another. So that was truly encouraging to, to see as well. Um, Danny, what about you? What was one uh, just really resonating point that stuck with you uh, from the last weekend?
3: Yeah, man. Thank you again for, for having me, uh, having us really. One of the biggest ones, and I was actually talking to these guys uh, about this, even after the gathering, was how I'd say about a week before the actual gathering, it felt like we were back in the corner. Uh, The bridge, the youth venue where we all had to hang out and people were just uh, playing games on the field. That was supposed to be the original building we were going to do the worship night in as well. And I remember just sitting in my room talking to God. I was like, God, we have 700, 800 plus people coming. We have a building that holds maybe 600 people standing. We're in a corner right now. You either have to intervene or this is going to be a total disaster, you know, and I was just talking to God about that. And it's just amazing to see literally the Lord opened up the door to where he gave us the right building, gave us the exact situation where we needed for it to be um, in quote-unquote success for for things to run smoothly and the Lord just to really show himself so for me personally that that my faith just got so built up with that uh it was it was something that I felt a huge responsibility on and I remember just uh dude it was the one of the toughest parts of this remember just just uh thinking about that it was one of the toughest parts of this and the Lord just intervened and just showed me who he really was in that sense
0: yeah, I mean that's. Uh, I mean, I know we were talking about that earlier. The whole, you know, getting that that other building last minute. Um, I, I mean, I don't think anyone could imagine holding service with that many people in, in the smaller building. And um, you know, I'm sure. I know we expected a pretty, si- you know, pretty pretty decent turnout, but um, you know, eight nine hundred people. I mean, that's crazy. That's. I, I don't. I don't think any of us expected that many. Um, so it was. It was just a true blessing, and it was awesome how God worked to get that last uh, building where I'm, I mean, the, I mean, the setup was perfect. It was just the perfect amount of seats. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure technical. I mean, actually Benji mentioned, and I'm pretty sure he's going to talk about it. Uh, he mentioned he brought a whole suitcase of uh, sound equipment and he only used two XLR cables. So you guys were all set with the equipment, uh, b- kind of bad for Benji with carrying that thing all, <laughs> all around <laughs> across the West coast. But, um, it seemed like, uh, the rest of the venue, the, you know, the venue kind of had the rest of the things that you guys needed. So, uh, praise God for that. Yeah, um, Phil, what about you?
1: Uh, let me begin by saying, Marcus, I appreciate you having us on again. Um, you know, let me give a quick comment before I kind of share my favorite point. Sure. Um, I'm mind blown the fact that like each four of us were on your podcast before this happened. And like in some sense, there was like, we're like all coming back together now. Because like when I first did my podcast, I had n- I hadn't hardly knew these guys. You know what I'm saying? And like here we are together doing this thing and it's like blowing my mind. But anyways, um, my favorite takeaway from, from the gathering, man was there was a strong general sense of like unity. Um, Not just like those of us in leadership, but like in the crowd as a whole, man, there there was a sense that like we were together with a purpose of seeking out the Lord. And I heard so many comments, not just from like people I know, but people I didn't know very well, like generally the same thing. Like, for example, the worship band, normally you'd go to, let's say a convention or some other event and it would be very it'd be very focused on like the origin of the person but everything was like mashed up right like all the bands were from different places so there was a sense that we're doing this because we are trying to grow closer to the lord and there was like that permeated everything loved it man it was it was powerful
0: yeah praise god i mean i mean i felt that i came there You know, as a as a bystander, as just you know, I'm you know one little sheep in the in the whole herd, and uh, I truly felt the unity in the place, uh, not just during the services, but throughout the whole event and the whole weekend as well. So I I thought I thought it was an amazing experience as well. Uh, Benji, what about you? What was one thing that really stuck with you? One thing that resonated? One thing that uh, one highlight that you had from uh, two weekends ago?
4: Well, there's actually a couple things that really stuck out to me. One of them was I really liked the prayer line and what was really cool was during the altar call, when we posted the, the prayer line and we asked people, Hey, if there's anybody else that had that same like prayer request for them to come forward for prayer, that was really awesome. And also like during, we also, uh, the person asking was, I think it was not Jesus saying if anybody else in the room um, had overcome that to pray for those people. And that was really cool. Like I've never seen that happen during an altar call and it, I thought it was really nice. And, uh, but one thing that I, I really liked was I've always like, uh, struggled with the understanding how, like I had certain times in my life where I was praying to the Lord, Lord, I like, I need more help in certain areas and to provide people with servant hearts to help. And, after this gathering, I had so many people that you wouldn't think would probably some of them wouldn't help in certain ministries or, and they just came up to me and saying that they want to help in any, every way they can. And it just shows how God is working in the hearts of many people to uh, find their purpose and want to serve. And I thought that was really good.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, that's great. Praise God for, you know, all that he did for, uh, you know, I, I really like that prayer hotline too. I like uh, what, you know, that we transform, like kind of converted it to a testimony hotline and we'll get to that in a couple of minutes. But uh, real quick, I think my highlight, my personal highlight was um, the fact that, you know, typically when we go to these conf- conventions and whatnot, um, and I'm not, this is not, you know, anything towards conventions, but it's, it's more about myself. I come with the mentality, just the, you know, hang out. Uh, Maybe I'll have like some spiritual growth here and there. Maybe I'll have like uh, just a great moment with the Lord. But there was a time where, you know, I'm kind of like sitting there and then, um, you know, like I kind of see things that are like, oh, this is different. This is new. This is something that I'm not really used to, uh, you know, within the service. And then like the Holy Spirit, you know, just kind of, I felt the Holy Spirit telling me that, you know, don't focus on that. You know, don't judge on that. Focus on yourself, this and that. And then after that, I was able to, you know, really have just a genuine experience with God and it really worked in my life. I truly had, um, you know, a time of growth in that moment. So it it was an amazing uh, time, an amazing weekend that truly left a mark on me. And then hopefully I can use uh, just the memories and the time that I had over there with you guys, with everyone, um, just as motivation to continue to grow, continue to go forward. So uh, I'm super thankful for that. And, uh, you know, like you guys, I had a wonderful time as well. Uh, now let's jump into. Um, as I mentioned, we had that that super uh, cool testimonial hotline, and uh, I know last yesterday we tried to make this last ditch effort to get some more um, testimonials through the social media. But I guess um, we have a couple to read from from the hotline, and then we have some um, personal ones that I'm going to have you guys share that you heard from people. But uh, let's start off with um, with Phil. I think we have two from the hotline that we want to read. And then uh, we'll go um, talking about the uh, personal experiences that we heard from other people as well.
1: Yeah, so one actually came in yesterday. I, I think you're the person that reached out, um, took the courage to write this up. By the way, we're still receiving testimonies. If you haven't had a chance, shameless plug, get out there, text us. The number is online. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and read um, what they wrote. It's, it's a bit lengthy, but hey, I mean, this is what it is. It says, God has brought about freedom that I didn't know I needed or even prayed for while I worshiped Him. My thoughts are sometimes confusing and I, I don't really know what to ask God to change in my life, but the Holy Spirit was interceding on my behalf while I spoke in tongues and something happened when I was worshiping God. Freedom happened. Now the freedom I received is more clear to me to see and appreciate. I got free from people uh, from fear of what people think of me and feel uh, the free of looking weirder during worship. I also got to have meaningful conversations about God with people. God just put, in my path this weekend god also clarified the season i'm in right now which was painful to hear but i'm grateful he's working there is so much more i can say about this weekend and and how god worked but that would yield a much longer text message i will say that i came into this weekend with intentionality asking god to put people in my path and that i can have edifying conversations with Um, and then they go on to say during some of the services i felt it very difficult to worship and there felt to be some sort of oppression, but I knew God was there and I fought in prayer and he brought about deliverance and freedom in the end. Love it. Just love it, man. Someone that genuinely encountered the Lord. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And, um, so, so that's one of the written ones we had now I'm going to open the floor to you guys and just feel free to chime in whenever you want. But if you guys had some, uh, testimonies that you heard from, you know, from, you know, personally from other people, uh, go ahead and, uh, share them.
3: Yeah, I'll go. Um, so there was, from my my personal um, testimony experience that, you know, the, the building itself was really great, but like a great uh, action just to see the Lord really step in. But something that really, really intrigued me and something that really stuck out to me was this. Uh, close friends that, you know, were helping out with this gathering leading up to it. I noticed something very I, I guess I could say edifying happening to them and just happening in them. For example, a good friend of mine with, with just a lot of things going down, it was just a really busy weekend. She got to a point where, you know, she's always been busy at work, but not to the intensity that it was that weekend. Like the work stress load was just intense, intense, just overbearing. Really. Uh, at the same time, there were certain things back home because of, uh, this gathering, there's certain people in her life that she's very close to that didn't approve of it. So she was just in this moment of, she's like, God, I've never been in a position right now where I have to decide between people I love and you, right? And she, she just, I, I saw in her, I saw her really stepping into this, this um, desire. God, I just, I want more of you, and if it means, I guess if it means really deciding in, in a tough situation like this, I want you, and I just see her taking really, really wise and really bold initiatives, initiatives for God um, and and just ultimately leading up to it, leading up to this gathering. There's a lot of people that they reached out and they were mentioning how, look, uh, with this decision, I was, I didn't know what to expect. And the Lord stepped in and told, told me exactly why things are happening this way. And it's just, it was so cool leading up to how much the Lord really just edified and, and worked and challenged people. Um, and I was talking to these guys too, even before the gathering, if, if the whole gathering just didn't work out at all, it would have been so worth it going through everything just because I see people who are involved in this, just getting edified and very, very challenged in their faith and just stepping up into it in ways that they never expected to, you know? So praise God for that.
0: Yeah. And praise God for, uh, you know, creating the opportunity for people to serve. I think that's one thing that, Uh, you know, that we lack within our, I don't want to say that we lack in our community, but, uh, people are are used to the same three ministries that they can get involved in. And maybe, you know, maybe that's not their calling. Maybe that's not what they're passionate about, but, uh, you know, creating an event like this where you need a lot of helping hands and then seeing people that you never would have thought just like step up and really, um, just take charge on things and really enjoy what they're doing and just serve God with all their heart. Uh, I mean, that's, that's edifying. That's, that's encouraging to see. So I'm really, I'm really glad that we got to see that this weekend. Um, Andrew, do you have any uh, testimonies you heard from uh, friends or colleagues or strangers that (laughs) came up to you?
2: Actually, there was one testimony that stood out to me. Um, One of the days we're having fellowship before the event, and I noticed a woman and her son there who didn't look Romanian, so started playing some foosball with them, just trying to get to know them a little bit. And uh, her and her son are actually from Missouri, and they saw an ad or they saw some post that came up on their instagram post and uh, they happened to be in the area for the weekend and they decided to come by um, and after the first night they said they were very excited for it and i continued to see them actually the rest of the weekend her son uh, started wrapping one of our make jesus known hoodies and uh, just connecting with them they seemed to be really touched by the event and what was going on and that was part of our our vision and um, just to state our vision so our, our listeners know and so you know it our Make Jesus Known vision is to gather with all nationalities and cultures for a collective time of fellowship and worship. Our vision is to expand to all cultures, all nationalities. We want to emphasize relationship over religion, and we're striving to empower new leaders to step into their God-given purpose. So to see different cultures come together, we saw Ukrainians, we saw Russians, these Americans from Missouri, uh, just seeing people uh, you branch out from their community to come together for a collective time was a testimony in itself.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome to see. I know you guys were uh, when we were planning the whole outreach thing. We were talking, we were you know talking about the possibility of having uh, people outside of the community uh, come and join us. And uh, obviously, we were very uh, attentive and careful to make sure that um, you know no one was a uncomfortable or b. Uh, we weren't risking anything regarding, um, any like COVID stuff, but, uh, it was, it was awesome to see. Yeah. That's awesome to hear that, uh, you know, just by chance they were in town, they saw the in the pro- promotional ad via Instagram, whoever was sharing it. And th- that was great to see that they were able to come and just, uh, you know, have fellowship with us. And that's, that's awesome. Um, uh, Benji, do you have uh, any personal testimonies you want to, you want to share?
4: Um, so yeah, I actually spoke to a few people and some of my friends and friends they mentioned to me that a few of their friends in their age group uh, actually gave their lives to the Lord and re-gave their lives to Christ. So that was some of the testimonies that I heard.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, Andrew, you want to mention something about the outreach? Yeah,
2: if I can, just talking about Ben and how people started giving their life to the Lord. uh, I just want to honor Adrian Cognac. He, He stepped out and did something that was completely different Um, and not to bash on anyone but from our community we're we're used to being locked in and worshiping together Uh, but there's a group of about 20 to 25 people who actually went out on the streets to phoenix preaching the gospel of christ and just doing their best to proclaim the gospel and we heard testimony that some people on the streets actually gave their life to the lord Um, and this is what the, the bible and the lord commissions us to do is to go out preach the gospel and make disciples Uh, So one of the biggest testimonies I can say that came out of this was people getting out of their comfort zone, going out, preaching the gospel and doing all they can to expand the kingdom
0: of God. Yeah. Praise God. I mean, I was, uh, you know, encouraged to be part of that group. Actually, I have one minor correction. We had 43 people come. (laughs) My
2: bad. That's even better.
0: So even better. Yeah. We had a lot of people come, people who kind of came last minute and, uh, (laughs) it was really cool to see uh, how not only God worked with the people that we're talking to, but how God worked in us. And I feel like, where I definitely see that there is a change coming within our communities, where we're going to push outreach and we're, um, you know, starting to get more comfortable with it. And like you said, we're going to answer, uh, you know, Christ's great commission to go out to the world and preach His gospel and make disciples. Um, so that, that that was awesome. That was a very, you know, that that was a second highlight for me uh, being over there. It was something that I'm not very used to, uh, you know, because we're we're kind of, you know, in the in the community that we're brought up in, culture that we're brought up in. Um, But it was it was cool. It was a very exciting experience, and I'm I'm super excited to continue that not only here in uh, Southern California, but uh, where everyone else you know when they went back home. So uh, that was great. So Phil, I know you uh, mentioned uh, you you read a written uh, review, uh, you know testimony. uh, But were there any testimonies that you heard from uh, friends, random people that uh, you'd like to share about the weekend?
1: Oh my goodness, yeah. Um, So there was a couple more that got shared amongst our group, man. A um, couple of testimonies of healing. Um, there was um word for word. Someone said a girl was having difficulty breathing and worshiping. God healed of asthma. Praise Jesus. Um, which is awesome. There was uh, another guy in a group, man, that he, um, this isn't my story to tell. I wish he was here. He could say it so much better than I could. But he was in the bathroom and he overheard two friends talking about uh, this one guy that was, uh, had pain in his body. He was just not feeling good and uh right there in the bathroom they kind of started a conversation he has to pray over him and the prayer led into healing and this guy in the bathroom during the event was healed over the pain that was over his body beautiful man i mean it was like totally unexpected but i mean wherever we are if we're full of jesus jesus will be there so um other testimonies of uh, people being encouraged to go back into their communities and fired up to start things uh in their own communities based on what they're seeing. You know, they feel empowered to do things. Other testimonies of people giving their lives to the Lord at the altar, man, I wish we had a, a better way of keeping track of that. Cause uh, I've heard from different people um, from other people that they heard of someone giving their life to the Lord there. Uh, one specifically from Seattle. I don't know if Benji knows them um, about a guy that when, was actually asking to be baptized at the event, and they're like, we're, "We told him, look, man, you go back to your church. You <laughs> get baptized there, and um, we we'll, we're, we're we're just want to encourage you to get plugged into wherever you're at. You know, we're, we're a supplement to what your church is doing." if Benji wants to add to that? Um,
4: yeah, I actually do know him. He comes to some of our game nights a lot, so it's exciting to see another baptism here in Seattle coming up.
0: You know what, Phil, I was kind of thinking, I was, you know, kind of thinking back on the book of Acts, where another Philip that we adore was, uh, you know, he left Samaria, went out into the wilderness, came across that eunuch who was trying to interpret the scriptures of Isaiah, you know, he delivered, you know, the, the gospel to him, and then baptized him right, right there on the spot. Uh, but that would, have been, that would have been a cool parallel, but uh, that, that's an awesome story <laughs> that uh, you, you guys have, a, you know, a friend from up there in Seattle that came down and was, was so eager to just walk on this road with christ um that he wants to get baptized immediately so that that, that was awesome uh and that's great so um let's let's go on I, I have a couple of you know kind of directed questions to you know a couple of you and then you guys feel free to chime in uh you know when, whenever you want since this is like a zoom meeting um if you want to like add something after the person you can you can just raise your hand and then we'll all see whoever's raising their hand you guys can talk next you know simple stuff uh but the question i have is uh, directed towards danny since uh We do, uh, or we did have this gathering in Arizona and there was a lot of, uh, you know, things go building up to that. And then you were also very involved with the Seattle setup. You're really, uh, there with Benji helping him set up. So Danny, what was, you know, overall, I know we talked about the building, getting all that set up, but what was the planning process like? What were some specific things that, uh, you saw God work in what were, um, you know, how were you impacted by it? How, how was it different? The planning process, um, you know, Arizona versus Seattle, Um, How did that turn out? How were things going? And then how did that impact you?
3: Yes, sir. Yeah. So with Seattle and Arizona, it's really interesting because it's tough to compare the two. Um, Let me say this. In Seattle, we knew exactly where we're going to do the the place from the beginning. So it just, it was a matter of coordinating things around there. In Phoenix, I didn't know where we're going to do it until maybe a month and a half before. Right. And I was and I want to honor uh, this guy, Kevin Maftian. He, in Arizona, he actually helped me out a ton. Him and I both sat down and called, I'd say, collectively, maybe over 60 places, 50, 60 places. Just <laughs> hear, hear me out. It's in the middle of a pandemic, and I'm reaching out to big, I guess, warehouses. I even called an airplane hanger that was being sold. I called a bunch of different churches. I called everybody, right? And I, I, this is the exact conversation 90% of the time hey, what's up? Uh, I'm looking to see if I can rent a place for New Year's. Oh, yeah, well, for what? Uh, we want to do worship night with around 600 youth. Yeah, we can't do that right now. I'm sorry. You know, it's just, it was literally every, almost every conversation was just getting shut down, shut down, shut down. And so it was just like, man, the the Lord opened up the door through Kevin to who he reached out to Dream City Church in Paradise Valley. And then we were looking at a prayer pavilion over there. And then we were talking to Andrea who's the coordinator of dream city church for the rentals. And she's like, Hey, we have this place on, you know, in Glendale 75th and one hundred one. we could go check that out. If you want, this is the pricing. This is what it is. And she initially told me that the main sanctuary we cannot rent out, but we could rent out the smaller sanctuary, the bridge. And so we ended up pulling the trigger on that. And even with that, it's really interesting. The enemy was just trying to hit, man. There were some issues with insurance, the rental insurance, um, and I was trying to go through a few different companies to get things rented out, but it was just, it was my first time dealing with this too. But, uh, one of the issues was we had to take care of, uh, certain liabilities for the insurance. And there was just loops, like loopholes after loopholes and just things that we kept having to run into and, and things that were stopping us from getting it done. So I'd say only about two weeks before the gathering we really locked in the place and rented it out and paid for it and everything and then a week later we found out we could rent the main sanctuary and we locked that in as soon as we could so in reality the the real real date that we really locked it in was monday i'd say no no, no excuse me sunday and then monday the official paperwork was done so i'd say <laughs> sunday it was locked in that thursday the gathering started so it was literally just razor thin dating uh so everything was just uh, I guess we went into it, I went into it thinking, okay, I'm going to find a location and from the location, everything else surrounds the location so we could do all the details and all the planning with that location. But I couldn't find the location for so long because of, the, of COVID. With Seattle, it was like we have the location, we were just finalizing all the little details. And then with Seattle, it was more of we had to build up a uh, worship's equipment, worship setup from scratch. Here, it was almost like the Lord literally set the stage for us, set the place, set the location, literally took care of everything for us. It was just a matter of the timing. It was so last minute, so razor thin that it just took nothing but faith saying, God, if you don't intervene, if your hand's not over this, it's going to be a total disaster. And he just showed his face, man. He showed his hands over every little detail um, leading up to it during the actual gathering and then even after. Uh, We're in great relations with dream city church and i'm looking forward to doing more projects with them in the future as well as uh the just the the people there the the people that were helping us out they're just amazing just loving jesus and they were so amazed um, by what was happening and actually a really cool praise report uh, i believe i told the guys i'm not sure if I actually even told you guys but i believe it was saturday night and it was when narcis was doing the altar call i was in the back Taking care of just because there was a ton of people standing up in the back, just making sure everybody had room. There's this guy with a Dream City Church hoodie that walked in. And I, I looked, you know, I looked at uh, Eddie. Actually, it was right before the altar call. I looked at Eddie and we're just like, hey, who's this, uh, who's this guy? So I went out to introduce myself. Turns out he was the campus pastor of Dream City Church, of that main facility. And he came here. I didn't know if we were going to get in trouble, if he was going to be upset that so many people were there. I, don't, I didn't know what to expect because he also had a mask on. And so he actually, he was just ask, asking questions like, oh, what's going on? What is this? And I explained to him what it is, what the vision was. And then he just stopped for a second. He's like, this is amazing. This is the first time I've seen this building packed since COVID hit. So he was just so encouraged by it. He was like, this is amazing. This is this is so awesome. He ended up taking pictures and he, he said he's gonna go show his board. Um, it was just so cool to see the Lord working in such ways that we never even expected. Like like the, I thought the lead pastor was gonna be upset at us for having so many people in fact he was the opposite encouraged and so happy that so many people are here praising Jesus you know I miss those times so
0: yeah that's awesome that's awesome to hear how everything lined up and uh I mean it, it, for me even for me it's like surprising how you were able to lock in a place regarding you know especially with these times to get a a church who's willing to open their doors for you know six seven eight hundred people to come for New year's you know especially right now when the government's trying to uh, discourage, um, you know, the holiday gatherings and whatnot, but it was awesome. It's great to hear. And, uh, we really were blessed by the facility and, uh, it's great to hear that, you know, your perspective, how things went, how you had help from, uh, you know, local leaders over there too, as, uh, you know, as well, uh, for you guys who were, um, kind of helping set up from, you know, out of state, how, how was, how was that process for you? I'm sure it was a you know, a little easier than, uh, you know, the stress that Danny had to go through for this, but, um, how was your experience you know, collaborating with one another, uh, you know, meeting up, talking, having meetings, uh, helping Danny in every way, with, in every way that you can, uh, virtually.
2: Well, we we were able to to help out as much as we could. A lot of it was moral support. A lot of it was getting us on Zoom together, encouraging one another. Uh, ben and I were coordinating with vendors around our local cities for merchandise um, that ended up coming out from LA. And if Phil was working on social media, which was awesome, uh, you saw some good videos of him changing clothes all the time, <laughs> but we had a good time and we were, we were, we were learning the processes we were going. None of us have, have done anything to this extent. So what we could do, we did. Um, and then what we couldn't do, we just were there for moral support.
0: Awesome. Phil,
1: you wanted to chime in on something? Yeah. I mean, he pretty much covered it to a degree. Um, enjoy changing those clothes. Uh, Yeah, man, I don't think there was a, there's like no other time in history where like we could have done what we did, um, as far as like having these virtual meetings, getting set up and, um, you know, believe it or not, like, even though I'm over here on the East coast in North Carolina, man, like a week before the event, I was slammed doing like phone call after phone call, doing my best to help, um, from a distance, but man, there was, there was still so much to do, um, that could be done from like this far away, which blew my mind. I thought that was going to be enough diff- distance between us where I can just kind of ride this thing out and let Danny kind of, you know, burn, burn up there in Arizona by himself. But that wasn't the case at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, Benji, I'm sure you were relieved back, you know, in September when everyone left your, your house. Um, how was, how was the transition from hosting in Seattle to uh, you know, Ele- collaborating here for Arizona, how, how was that transition?
4: It's definitely a lot less stressful because <laughs> uh, I think it's in Seattle we were mostly playing it by ear, like it wasn't as much um, structure or having anything planned. But in Arizona, we had a lot of help and we had more time to prepare. We had uh, it was actually really cool to see how God is working through a lot more people and we're empowering a lot more people to. Um, step up and and do something, and find their calling. So it was really cool. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then we also had the cops come a few times in the in Seattle, and it was interesting how they were actually pretty cool about it. But then, yeah, for me, I'm I'm really used to doing these, and I'm I'm really not used to doing these types of gatherings. So I did. And the one in Seattle a little bit choppy, but
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a start. It's right? definitely more of a, you know, a liberal state up there, so I'm sure you guys would have a little more uh, instances with cops being called. But uh, no, it was cool. I know we talked about this in the previous episodes, but when that cop came to the park and started playing spy ball with us, I, I thought that was pretty cool. So that, that was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, same thing with uh, you know the Dream City uh, campus pastor coming over there. You know, with his mask, you can't really see his facial expression, but you know he's super encouraged and He, he encourages us so. Uh, that's awesome here too.
4: It just shows how God has favor for these gatherings.
0: Yeah. so
2: It's awesome to see. Yeah. Sorry, Ben, you want to finish that?
4: Oh yeah. It's just awesome to see how like, you know, you're doing something right when problems arise and you think that it's going to all get shut down, but then it turns out to be good. And it's actually like, turning out really well. And it just shows that God wants this to happen. So praise God.
2: Yeah, that, that's good. Just to tag off Ben. Um, we even had cops called at dream city and I remember getting like my phone blown up by like 20 people saying, Hey, there's cops outside. So I, I make my way out to talk to them. Um, and I tell them what we're doing Tell them. We're part of a church Tell them We have a gathering. Um, and he's like, honestly, we, we don't really care that you guys can keep doing what you're doing. We just got an anonymous call, um, from the building. So we just had to check up to see what was going on, but we're okay with what you guys are doing, continue doing it. So just seeing like God's hand of favor upon that to show that he's behind us and everything we were doing.
0: Yeah. That was a good point that you guys brought up. Uh, you know, when, when opposition arises and you think that, Oh man, are we supposed to be doing this? Is this like, is this like a trial or this and that, or, you know, we're not, or this is a, you know, are we being rebuked, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, But then seeing how it almost miraculously gets solved, you know, and I I think about all the miracles that Jesus performed and how he just works in miraculous ways. He doesn't like, you know, you you, you can solve things in the simplest of ways, but uh, in order to test our faith, God, you know, God works in miracles. God works in, in, you know, in the peaks and in the valleys and times of trials and the good times and the bad times. So it was great to see that even when we were faced with such a such a great obstacle that God just pulled through, and then that we were not only encouraged by that, but our faith continued to grow, so uh, praise God for that, but uh, now I do want to jump into the juicy stuff, and this, this question is going to be directed towards uh, Andrew, but uh, guys, feel free to, if you want to chime in later on, just, you know, raise your hand and then uh, jump right in, but, um, you know, we're going to keep this, you know, chill, you know, non-political, but uh, you know, obviously, over the last few months, there were, you know, uh, I think genuine concerns that arose uh, within our community, and um, you know, it's, it's, I think the best way is just concerns, concerns over their youth, concerns over, uh, you know, their their kids, this and that, um, regarding the events that um, that that were happening over the last few months, you know, Arizona, Seattle, L.A. Um, so, Andrew, as as a response, uh, what would you say to kind of ensure that the vision behind the Make Jesus Known gathering is, you know, is is, is it is what what you say it is is for Christ, is for this, and nothing else that people might you know might fabricate or might think or might assume. How would you respond to the concerns that a lot of the people have?
2: Sure, thanks for bringing this up, Marcus. Um, first and foremost, we believe God is behind this um, and what He's doing. We cannot do it on our own. And if he wasn't in it, we would have failed miserably. Uh, but from the first day, every dollar was provided for. We are still in the positive now trying to figure out how to use that for the next gathering. Um, people were asking, who, who donated? How would you guys get this money? Um, I just want to honor every single person that donated. We raised over $20,000 for this event. And God provided every single thing that we needed. Um, but just for peace of mind for everyone else, this whole gathering was intended for two things, gathering together for fellowship and worship, period. We didn't want to do anything. We weren't trying to teach anything strange or bring some false doctrine into, into this event. And Jason Koshman had a word from the Lord returning back from the Tennessee retreat. You see, he was going through some personal things in his life. And the Lord spoke to him on the plane and said, said this to his heart. He said, I am the Lion of Judah. I will defend myself. You don't need to defend me. And that word resonated with me and I adopted it for this event because there's opposition coming against us. People speaking badly or poorly against Danny, Phil, Ben, or myself, thinking that we're trying to do something strange or bring something strange into the church. I kept saying, God, you know, our hearts. Psalm 33 verse 15 says, the Lord knows the hearts for he created them. And I was meditating on that. And I was asking the Lord, God, how do I show people that we're just trying to follow you and do what you put in our heart? And the Lord, the Lord told me this, the Lord said, I'm the line of Judah and I will defend myself and no one needs to defend me. So I just kept sitting on that throughout the entire event. I said, God, we're not going to try to prove ourselves. We're not going to try to, you know, defend ourselves before other people, but we're just going to allow you to do what you do best. And if this is from you, you have to come and break through. And it, it reminded me of Acts chapter five. If you look in Acts chapter five, apostles are arrested before the council and they want to actually murder the the apostles for what they're doing for preaching about the gospel of Christ. But then there's this man or this, this Pharisee that comes in named Gamaliel. And he says this and he gives advice to the council. And he says this, he says, if these men are from God, then God will work. You see other people have come and try to do their own fellowship or try to do their own gatherings. And some people it says, one man came and pretended to be someone great and he gathered 400 people But then they all split apart and then he died and and all of it fell apart. But he said, if this is from God, you can very well be fighting against God himself. So God put the, the passage in Acts 5 in my heart and just reminded me, Andrew, if this is from me, you will see people get saved, touched. You will see breakthrough and transformation. All that you, Phil and Danny and Ben need to do is stay humble, submit to the Lord and submit to your authority. And we try to do that as best as possible. We had pastors come in to support us. All of our local pastors supported us. We had Eddie friend West Coast youth director support us. We had pastors across the United States calling our pastors and telling them, Hey, we're here to support you if you need anything. And we know there's some confusion, but we just want to address and um, tell our listeners, we're not trying to do anything to come against the word of the Lord. We simply wanted to meet for fellowship and worship. And we believe that God defended his own name because he is the Lion of Judah.
0: Yeah, Phil? Oh, so Phil, you're on mute right now. So we can't, we can't hear you, but we, we would love to hear you.
1: I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I just wanted to say that I was very, very well put. Praise the Lord. Um, there, like, like Andrew was saying, there was a lot of confusion going into this, a lot of controversy, a lot of things that could have gone wrong. And man, if I'm just being real with the audience, with everyone here, this was a minefield and I had no idea we were stepping into it. Like the events before this, In some way we're like prepping for this but i i I was not ready. i was not ready for this we were not ready for the the scale for the just the magnitude of what we were stepping into we were just stepping into faith and we wanted to see god move man and like andrew said god defended himself um we just stood faithful to the lord and now i'm looking back on it we're looking back on it and it's amazing to see what god did because at any turn it could have gone It could have gone wrong you know but god was faithful to protect us to protect his own name and to touch those people that came in faith man um all glory to god all glory to god we praise him for it yeah praise god uh danny
0: yeah i
3: want to segue off of that um again and honoring the the leaders that really stepped up and and trusted us and they said uh they they were interested in seeing what was actually being done right now was it what was being said it was or they, they came directly to us and said, okay, what is this? What's going on? And they trusted us. They stepped in by faith and they helped us and, and we trusted them. And, and you just see the Lord bringing really amazing connections. Uh, I want to honor my pastor, Jalu and youth pastor, Ben Benleka. They, they were behind us from the very beginning and, and they really showed so much uh, encouragement and support, as well as Eddie Sun-Jau, uh West Coast Youth Director, D'Andro Hora, um we had a lot of people we had a lot of people that were there fighting for us and fighting on our behalf in areas that we personally really our hands would not be able to reach that that to that area you know Um, so i really want to honor them in that and it was amazing because even during the actual gathering itself one i guess for the weekend one of my biggest worries was man there's gonna be a ton of youth there and i remember being 15 16 17 and being dumb and i was like man i really hope the youth aren't done like I hope there's no dumb stuff that happens which some dumb stuff did like some youth prank called the cops I guess and that's when they came (laughs) but but overall it's it was just it was so civil everything was so organized and neat and people again people like Andrew said one of the uh, big things that he really saw part of the testimony was that people wanted to be inside and worshiping I was shocked to see that most of the people were inside even if they didn't have a chair, they were against the wall, just focused, like just tunnel vision, right on what's happening on stage. And when I went in the back just to make sure nobody was in the lobby, nothing done was happening, man, there was very minimal people, maybe a handful of people that were really there. And even them, there were certain people that were staying outside the door because there was no room to stay inside. So they were just watching in the lobby open doors. So it was just, it was so amazing to see the Lord's hand over, over every little detail of this. Uh, so literally I, again, all glory to God. Exactly what Phil said. None of us could have done this. And one of the biggest passages that really stuck to me uh, leading up to this gathering, I'd say I got about a month and a half before this actual gathering, was Zechariah 4.6. And it, it literally, when everything around us is upside down, shaken, just not stable, the one thing that's always stable is the Word of God. And that's, some, that's what I hold on to and cling to when everything's out of control. It says it's not by force not by strength, but by my Holy Spirit, that says the Lord, right? And I always put I always put it in this sense. It's not by my force, not by my strength, not by any of our forces, not by any of our strength, but by his Holy Spirit. And I remember just once I read that, I was like, God, take it. It's all you. Take it from here. And that's exactly what he did, man. He, he took charge. He took control. And he defended himself. He defended himself. Praise Jesus.
1: Amen
0: to that. Uh, Benji, any last things to add? I think Andrew summed it
4: up pretty well, like, praise God. Like there's only so much we can do, but in the end, if God wants to work, if this is his purpose, his will will be done no matter what we do. We just have to accept the call. And, uh, I just thought it was, it was amazing, man. All the relationships that were made over the the weekend, like personal relationships after, even after worship, some like deep conversations that happened and it's just, it didn't end after the service. After the service, it's like we got together and still had like conversations, got to know people, got to hear them out, and praise God for that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I my experience was great too. I like, like uh, one of you mentioned uh, earlier in the episode about the unity that was just across the whole event, not just during the services, but the whole weekend. Uh, I think one thing, because you know, obviously, like we, like we started the question that we started things off with about concerns. Uh, one really polarizing thing, uh, that really kicked off the event on, on the right track for, for me personally was, um, the announcement on Thursday night that Eddie had at the very beginning saying, um, Hey guys, you know, we have a group of pastors here. Um, you know, let's, re- let's just refrain from laying any hands. Let's just leave it to the ordained ministers. And then we'll, you know, we'll go from there. So, you know, I know there's like certain different, you know, branches of thought regarding that. And I just thought it was a very mature, Uh, almost like, you know, sticking out the olive branch, kind of bringing people together where we can all agree on one thing. And, um, I thought it was just a really unifying factor just to start off their weekend. It just started it off on the right tone. And then I'm sure like a lot of people were put at ease, like, okay, this is awesome. This is good. Um, you know, regardless of what, how comfortable you are with it, um, we're going to, we're going to be, you know, comfortable to the lowest common denominator, you know, to make sure that everyone can serve, everyone can worship, everyone can grow from this event. So, um, You know, even for me, like that was like, okay, this is like, this is awesome. This is off to like a fantastic start. So I was really encouraged by that, and along with everything else that we had to, you know, in this weekend. But um, you know, as time flies, as we wrap up this episode, um, I do have one more thing to ask from you guys, Uh, and this this could be maybe a little more directed towards Phil, but it can be from you know all you guys. Um, I'm sure everyone's dying to hear about the future of this event. Um, If there's any You know, sneak peek, any details that you guys can provide this early on. I know we're two weeks removed from our last event, but um, is there anything, Phil, first, uh, you can tell us about, you know, even if it happens, we're not even sure if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But is there anything you can tell us about the next event um, that's going to happen with the Make Jesus Known gathering?
1: I can't tell exactly what's going to happen, but I can ask your listeners uh, a favor Um, And that would be for everyone listening, pray that God would give direction for this, that God would give understanding and wisdom and illuminate what he wants us, where he wants us to go next. Um, We believe he wants to move still, uh, but we want to be faithful to what that is. Um, the, the, The most tragic thing we could do is get ahead of ourselves and make a decision without him being in it. We wholeheartedly want to be in his will with this thing so if it's on your heart take a moment just to pray for us to give us wisdom and understanding and direction and guidance because like we're saying we're not we didn't we didn't plan this this wasn't like a year ago we sat down and was like how can we make a gathering happen we believe the lord led us to this and we want to continue to be led by him in it where we end up so that's the best i can say man
0: (laughs) no that's awesome actually i really like that answer um, before we get ahead of ourselves, we just look to God to see, you know, direction and where he wants to bring us. So I really appreciate that answer. Um, you know, any last remarks you guys want to make about the whole gathering? Uh, we're going to we're gonna close up soon, uh, but I want to give you a chance since there's, you know, five of us on this call. Um, Danny, why don't you start us off about any last remarks you want to make?
3: Yeah, I do want to honor everybody who was a part of it, setting it up, the prayer team. The outreach team, this leadership, these guys uh, it has been such a blessing working with Andrew, Phil, and Ben. Just uh, amazing to work with like-minded people who just are passionate for ministry and most importantly, passionate about Jesus. Um, I want to honor them. I want to honor the leaders who helped us, who helped fight certain battles that we couldn't fight. To um, to even and you, and you were part of the outreach team. I want to honor you for really being a part of that and making that happen and being one of the leaders of it actually Praise to God. make sure things were done biblically, right? Um, it was just, it was so many moving parts, so many different things spinning at once that for me, it was like, how do I do this? What do we do? And so it was amazing to be able to rely on guys like Andrew, Phil, Ben, uh, you, Adi, um, uh, Leanna, Ruth, and, and just these people that would take charge when it was needed and be able to delegate and really trust, uh, trust each other. So I wanted to honor that.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Benji.
4: Yeah. I just wanted to say one last thing is, a. Uh, We were all talking about the battles that we were facing, like coming up to this gathering. And I remember talking to a few people here locally in Seattle, and I wanted to mention that even though we have these battles for these gatherings, it's not only about this gathering. We have, we each have our own battles in our own cities that we need to focus on as well, leading to these gatherings. And I want to encourage you guys to be like preparing for the next gathering to prepare your own youth and your, yourself coming up to the gathering, like start a Bible study group, start working with people around you and start reading the word more. It's crazy how sometimes we talk to people, even like, it, people don't find time to read the word. I think we do need the accountability partners. And I, I encourage you to find someone to keep you accountable for that so that you can prepare yourself spiritually for the next gathering. And then you can fight your own local battles in your own cities.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully that, you know, we can, we can all do that within our own groups, within our own cities and see the need that, um, you know, we we can't just, you know, be working, uh, you know, well, three times a year when we meet up together, but it should encourage us and equip us to go back to our communities and work there. Um, Andrew, any last remarks?
2: Yeah, I just want to piggyback off Ben. He said it amazing. Um, only thing I would add to that is an encounter with God can save you, but an encounter with God will not sustain you. So get, get plugged into your church, get plugged into a Bible study, get plugged into your youth nights, get plugged into discipleship, and grow throughout the year so that when we meet again, you're empowered, you're structured, you're moving forward, um, and you're not just getting high off these little events and then going back to nothing. Rather, encounter God, get sustained in a, in a ministry, and then come back empowered.
0: Amen and amen. And I know, Phil, that you, you, you were talking earlier, but uh, any last remarks you want to make uh, before we close off?
1: Oh uh, Yeah, I just want to say one more thing, and that's uh, giving thanks to everyone that was involved. Um, there was a lot of behind the scenes work here. Like, there are people that only the Lord knows the way that they were serving um, with us in this way. And I just want to honor you. I thank you. Uh, you know who you are. Um, God sees you, what you did in prayer. God sees what you did there, uh, your faithfulness, and we thank you.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, you know, I want to say something since we're wrapping up. Uh, on behalf of myself and 800 people uh, that are at the event, uh, we want to thank you guys for all the work that you put into, all the uh, you know the perseverance that you had uh, through the trials, through the obstacles that you guys were facing. Uh, it's really encouraging to see just the you know a group of you know young men who are you know, like stepping up and uh, you know i always believe in in cha- in, in trying times and times of change especially with a pandemic and with uh just like i don't know like the moral degradation of our society whatever you want to call it maybe a political swing um the church has a few like pillars just stand up like young men who are standing up for god standing up for his word and just taking charge in times where people are uncertain in times when people are unsure about you know, what's going on, maybe un- uncertain in their faith. So it was really encouraging to see you guys work. I'll, I myself personally will continue to pray for you guys. Uh, I'm excited that, you know, I had the opportunity to collaborate with you guys with, uh, you know, with this project, with, uh, with the, you know, with all the things that we, we had, uh, it was awesome, you know, meeting, you know, the three of you, I, Andrew, we've, we've known each other in the past, but I got to meet the, the three of you guys, you know, this year, uh, all, you know, all on separate occasions and, and kind of like what Phil said, like you guys weren't planning on it. You didn't expect it. And it all just came together through, through the work of God. So that was encouraging on my part. And I thank you guys. God bless you guys. Continue to do what you do and, uh, we will see you, um, you know, going forward. So, uh, thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for taking the time to be here. As we wrap things up, I will give you a chance to, uh, plug your social medias. I know uh, we'll, I know Andrew, you don't have social media, so we'll we 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 will we I want to ask you again uh, like on our episode. But um, uh, Danny, uh, you are on Instagram. I think it's at Danny Valian, right? Is that correct?
3: Yeah, Daniel underscore Valian.
0: Daniel underscore Valian, and I'll tag all you guys. Phil, obviously you have your Instagram, but you also have the Makes Jesus Known Phoenix. Uh, will you be using that Instagram account for future announcements, or would you create a separate one?
1: So the, the long-term plan with that is uh, we probably will change the handle at some point just goes. So it's not to say it's Phoenix, uh, but yes, we're going to be using that primarily to get out information. So stay tuned.
0: Perfect. And I'll tag that as well. So people can, uh, you know, stay tuned for all uh, upcoming information and Benji, you have your personal account on Instagram, but you also have the Seattle United gathering that you still continue to post from. So, um, you know, I said I was going to ask you guys, but since I already recorded with you guys, you know, in the past, I kind of memorized your guys' handles. Uh, but um, we'll tag all that. Uh, people will be able to see all the information, uh, Plant, you know, leading up to the different things that are going to come in the future. So thank you guys again so much for being here. I appreciate you guys. Um, as we wrap this episode up, uh, just a couple of announcements that we made at the beginning. Um, you can follow us, you know, our podcast at The Potter's House on uh, Instagram. That's where all our updates will be. Um, please re- leave a review on the, uh, Apple podcast app, that purple icon on your iPhone, scroll down, tap the stars really helps with the exposure of the podcast. And if you want to leave a written review, I would really appreciate it and will read it, uh, on air. If it is positive, if it's negative, it's great. You have a negative review, you know, I'll, I'll take that to heart, but I probably won't read that on, <laughs> on air. Uh, but with that being said, I'm so excited to kick this year off, uh, just, you know, in line with. Uh, everything that we gathered from uh, you know our meeting in Arizona, and it was an awesome experience. And uh, we have a lot of things to come with the Potter's house. A lot of exciting new information that uh, you know, little by little, we'll, we will release. So stay tuned for that for the upcoming months. A lot of cool stuffs going to come up, and I'm excited for. Uh, the ride with you guys as we continue to go. So thank you guys so much for your support. Thank you guys for your encouraging words. I met some of you in Arizona and you guys were all very encouraging uh, talking about the different episodes that you liked. Uh, But I I really appreciate you guys and I wouldn't be able to do this without you without God, first and foremost, but um, I'm really appreciative that of how we're able to come together with this project. So uh, with that being said, thank you guys so much. Stay tuned next week and we will see you next time.